The scripture this morning is from Mark 6, 14 through 29. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead. And for this reason, these powers are at work in him. <clears throat> but others said, it is Elijah. And others said, it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. <clears throat> and he solemnly swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? She replied, the head of John the baptizer. Immediately, she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother, when his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. hearing this story or parts of it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What part did you hear? What did you... I mean, when you were a kid, what was it? Head on a platter. Salome dancing. So, so did you hear the word Salome at all? So, scholars believe that the writer of the Gospel of Mark actually got it wrong. Um, Josephus Flavius, who was a first century Jewish scholar and writer, he and other people record this girl and daughter's name as Salome. So, uh, yeah, so that might help solve a little of when we're reading it, why there seem to be two Herodiases. The Herodias who's a girl is actually Salome. So, as a little kid, the the main parts of this story, I didn't have the word for it, but now I would describe them as lurid. I would say this has lurid details, right? There's a queen who is married to two men, and the men are brothers. And there's a girl who dances, and at least in the version 
I learned, she dances really seductively. Now, we don't know, but she dances maybe innocently, maybe seductively in front of her father or her stepfather and all of his guests who have gathered for her birthday party. And then there's the beheading and head, the head on the platter. So really lurid. And we know some of the highlights, but we, do we really know the details? What I want to do this morning, and Ron was already ready to do it, I've recruited some of you as non-speaking actors and actresses, and Deborah has recruited some people as readers, because we're going to read through this again a little more slowly, and in order to get it in us, we're going to act it out and gesture and move. So let's identify the readers first. Will you? You, you want me to say the names? Yeah, just, just so we know who you are. Okay, Gloria, then Diana Timmerman. Just so we make sure we got. Okay, Gloria, Diana Timmerman, right over here. <laughs> Ethel, oh, excuse me. Then Ron, then Casey, oh, okay. um, and Lynn, and Anne. Okay, great. So Deborah will be the mic runner. So when it's your turn, go ahead and raise your hand. I mean, she'll she'll be looking for you, but feel free. All right. Now, now I need I need actually all of our actors one by one, and I'm going to name you. I'm going to yell out. So I need I need King Herod. Come on up. Oh, you're reading and? I, I thought I'd try not to duplicate. Could, do we have another person who would be willing to be a reader? The other Diana. Oh, that's that, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, King Herod, here you go. That should stick to your torso in some way. John the Baptist, Glenn. Herodias, 
but she's really named Salome. So why don't you come up? Salome. So you say Salome? Okay. Let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and write Salome. And I'm going to write Herodias. Herodias. I think when we get to her, we'll know who she is now. Okay, I got that right. Okay. I need. Oh, I need guests at the party. Guests at the birthday party. I think I only got one. <laughs> he wasn't a popular guy, right? Could I have one more guest? Bruce, you're standing right up there. Nobody else wants to be a guest? Come on. Cynthia? No. All right. Okay. We have one guest. Here, hold on. Yes. 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 Move around a lot. Now, now, we need to, I'm probably going to ask you all to go off to the side for now, and we need to identify... Where is the prison going to be? We need to know where the prison's going to be. Where John the Baptist is. Where? In the fireplace. Okay, the prison's back here. The prison's back here. And where is the party taking place? By the musicians. By the musicians over here. Perfect. Okay. I'll try not to get in people's way. So, I may... We'll see. We'll see. So, let's listen for the word of God, and let's see and experience the word of God. So, who is our first reader? Go ahead. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. Okay, so what just happened? We're ready to go arrest him. Okay, go ahead and arrest him. Put him in prison. And why? And why have you arrest? Why has he been arrested? Get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. Why? Because he was the husband of his wife. There you go. So let's find the husband and the wife. Mm-hmm. The wife. Yeah, the wife. The wife. The wife of you. Wife of you. Okay. Now, now, actors and actresses, as you listen, if there's any movement or gesture that you feel is called for that you want to do, feel free. And readers, feel free to read slowly so we can hear well. So who's our next? Diana. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. 
When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, whatever you ask of me, I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? She replied, the head of John, the baptizer. Immediately, she rushed back to the king and she requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb.
that we could get that story more sort of in us and sort of see the characters and what was going on. So as I continue, I have a little bit of exegetical and explanatory information that I want to share. And then I'm going to wrap up by lifting up a contemporary situation that has very, that has similarities to me, to the story of King Herod and John the Baptist. So first, some of the explanatory information. So this story may seem gratuitous and sordid and rather random in Mark's narrative of the Jesus story, but it's not. Nothing in the Gospel of Mark is just random. The Gospel of Mark is carefully crafted, and the story of the execution of John the Baptist is thoughtfully told and intentionally placed where it is for a reason. Now, last week we heard about the apostles going out on a mission, and this follows immediately after they go out on a mission. And it comes immediately before the, the disciples return from that mission. So one commentator writes that place where it is in the gospel, the execution of John the Baptist, was a sobering reminder to early Christians who might have been under political or religious oppression to remain unwavering in their mission and their commitments. The story shows that John the Baptist was able and willing to risk his life for his message, and he was willing to not buckle under pressure. And this was a very important message for those first century Christian disciples. Now additionally, this story has many parallels with and foreshadows Jesus' execution at the hands of Pontius Pilate, and maybe you recognize some of those. Here are some. Both Herod and Pilate actually looked favorably upon their captors. Herod actually was sympathetic to John the Baptist, and Pilate looked favorably upon Jesus. And each leader, Herod and Pilate, had the power of life and death over a well-known man. And each leader got himself stuck. Did you notice how Herod got himself stuck? He made a promise, right? He made an offer to Salome, and he made a promise to all of his guests, all of those powerful guests. And he wasn't able to get out of that promise. And Jesus was stuck because... He asked the people whether they wanted him to execute Barabbas, who was actually a criminal, or did the people want him to execute Jesus, who he really felt was innocent. <coughs> so there was the idea or the reality of each leader being stuck. And the last two that I want to point out, each leader cared more about pleasing his constituents was more concerned about that than about executing justice. And then lastly, both of the bodies of John and of Jesus, after they were executed, they were carried off by disciples. 
and they were placed in a tomb. So many, many similarities that when we got, get caught up in the lurid details of maybe a seductive daughter dancing and a gruesome head on a platter, we may not get those similarities between the Jesus story and the John the Baptist story. So in addition to the similarities and the placement of this story, I want to lift up the issue of pleasing constituents over exercising justice. Both Herod and Pilate had the choice between two courses of action. They could exercise justice and free an innocent man, or they could please their constituents and execute that man. Does this remind you of anything that's going on in our country right now? Yeah? This reminds me of our president and his immigration policy of separating children from their parents at the border. During his campaign, Trump ran on a blatantly anti-immigration platform that included a promise to build a wall between our country and Mexico and a desire to ban Muslims from entering this country. I think it's fair to say that he is clearly and always has been since he's been on the political scene, anti-immigration and anti-immigrant. And it actually hasn't been on the front of the last of, of the pages of the newspaper this last week. But the coverage of this outrage is actually now sort of buried on the inside of the pages. But we all know about the children who they're estimating now at two and a half thousand. We have heard about them being taken from their parents when they crossed the Mexican border seeking asylum. And we've heard about these children who are then sent to government-sponsored facilities or foster homes. And their parents, as they're detained, usually don't know where their children have been sent. They have no ability to contact them. And they don't know when they'll be reunited, if ever. Friends, this is inhumane. This is immoral. We all know it goes goes against everything our country stands for and everything that has been built upon. And yet it is quite in line with what Trump promised to his constituents. He did, he promised. He's gonna keep out Mexicans and other people from Central and South America. He was gonna ban certain people. He was gonna imprison them. He promised all this, but unlike Herod and Pilate, who had a heart for their captives, I have a confession that I really wonder if Trump has a heart for those who he separated. I really wonder that. And regardless of the state of his heart, I would say his concern and actions clearly have demonstrated that he is more concerned about pleasing his constituents, those who elected him and those who continue to keep him in office. He's more concerned with that than exercising justice. And just like Herod and Pilate, his ego is driven by what others think of him, not by what is just and right. So are these children and their families being executed so to speak, 
by Trump, the present-day Herod, who's more concerned about pleasing his constituents than acting justly? I believe so. I believe so. Now, in our sacred story, Jesus was resurrected after his execution. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, not let, not, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, for I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. <coughs> and the psalmist wrote and sang, Blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. So, my friends, may we continue to pray and act fervently and boldly for the immigrant families who've been unjustly and cruelly torn apart. And may we not rest until the resurrection of justice has been served. Amen. Thank you.